Hey guys, welcome back to the Clutch Street Podcast. Uh, today's going to be a long one, but it's a good one. Uh, the preseason started up yesterday, and I promised you guys about a month ago that I'd go through each team's offseason, uh, talk about the notable moves, and you know just give a grade for them. So that's what we're here to do today. Figured it was fitting. Uh, before we get into it, uh, to update you guys on some stuff, uh, if... I sound a little different. That's because I'm on the back end of coronavirus 19, COVID 19, SARS COVID 19, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now, so that's why I'm doing this long episode. So if you hear me take a drink, I'm just. It hurts to talk a little bit still, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm trying to give out content, trying to build up my brand a little bit for college and. Hopefully I can do this in more of a professional setting with other professionals or some other guys that love doing this with me. So, that's that. Uh, before we get into each team's off-seasons, I figured I'd tell you where my fandoms lie. So right now, I'll be honest with you, I'm wearing a... Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves hat. Uh, I have family in Minnesota, but I also think that they have possibility to be a very quality NBA team, just like every team out in the West. Um, I personally don't think that they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be a nine ten. And I I I love the pieces that they have there as long as Malik Beasley can get his stuff under control. Uh. Some other fandoms I have. Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan and a Patriots fan. So, obviously, an easy choice is the Celtics. I love what they're building there. Uh, Danny Ainge is a mastermind for what he does. Uh, the Heat last year in the bubble were just a good story. Uh, I, I've always liked Jimmy Butler. I like Ty, Tyler Hero. So, it, it's more of I like players more than teams. Uh, I don't really have a hatred for any team, except for, like, the Bulls, because I just don't like the Bulls. I think I personally think that LeBron is the greatest of all time. Uh, I go back and forth, though. But right now, it's LeBron, so I don't like the Bulls a whole lot. And uh, the Warriors, just because, of course, LeBron fan, Warriors, you know, Kevin Durant... I also don't like the Nets because Kyrie is, you know, he's out there a little bit. And also Kevin Durant, the snack. But my favorite teams, like I said, Celtics, Timberwolves, uh, Sixers, because I'm in the home state. They're considered a hometown team, and I like rooting for hometown teams, except for the Steelers and the Eagles and the Ravens and the Orioles. Anyways, uh, I like watching the Lakers, uh, Nuggets, OKC when they had a roster and not 37 picks. I, I, I loved watching the Suns in the bubble. That was so cool to watch. I think the Kings and the Pelicans are underrated, in my opinion. I love De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox is just a cool guy. But if I had to pick out one team, 
I would probably say it's the Celtics. Just keep it nice and clean across the board in the New England area. Just makes it nice and simple. Uh, with that being said, I tried to remain non-biased, but obviously I like players more than other people. I dislike players more than other people. Uh, I really tried to assess the fit. I tried going and analyzing trades a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of... I didn't even try and record picks except for important areas, mainly in the Thunder. But uh, I looked at fit, looked at players. I didn't look at contracts a whole much. But I kind of know they're they're getting better with who they're signing in for how long and what money they're getting. But there's, I think, two that I'm going to talk about in here. So with that being said, long intro, but it'll be a good one. Uh, let's We're going to go alphabetically by city. So first up is the Atlanta Hawks. Now, uh, I, I wrote down some notable losses, some notable gains, and... I think the most, the biggest one is the Hawks, uh, because this is the one I started out with. So I wrote down some names that I probably should not have written down. Uh, they lost DeAndre Bembry, who was a big part for them a few years ago. Uh, I didn't even know that this was an NBA player, but I figured I'd write it down. Charlie Brown. They lost Charlie Brown. Uh, Vince Carter retired. Dwayne Dedman, very quality piece. Damian Jones. And Scalabissier. So not a whole lot of big pieces, but notable pieces from about a few years ago. And also Jeff Teague. But they gained so much. Chris Dunn, who I think is underrated. Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I think is a little bit overpaid, but they had to overpay him to get him. Solomon Hill, very quality piece from a few years ago. Rajon Rondo, who's going to be very good at coaching Chris Dunn. I can see Chris Dunn. If he gets his passing up a little bit, being a Rajon Rondo type player. And also, Rondo going in there for the defense to try and get Trey Young to at least play some defense. Onyeko Kongwu, a questionable pick for fit, but if they're trying to replace John Collins, that's the way to go. And Danilo Gallinari. Uh, I gave them an A minus just because of. Uh, the Bogdanovich contract, uh, they weren't really fitting needs with Okongwu. I would have liked to see them grab a grab a different type of front court player, maybe more of a shooting, like a stretch four or maybe a three and D small forward, something like that. Uh, but they had an amazing free agency, possibly one of the best in the league. I think it's definitely top three. And that's what garnered them the A minus. Next up, we got the Boston Celtics. Uh, they were third in the East, and they only got better. Their notable losses were Gordon Hayward, Desmond Bain, who didn't play a game for them, uh, Vincent Poirier, and Inez Cantor, who Poirier didn't play. At much, I won't say at all. He probably got a few minutes. But he didn't play much for the Celtics. And Cantor was underwhelming this season. But they gained so much through the draft. They gained Aaron Naismith, Peyton Pritchard, who I don't know much about. Jeff Teague, 
great backup behind Kemba Walker, who's currently hurt, and a few second-rounders uh, from Memphis and a 2021 from OKC, and Tristan Thompson to replace Inez Cantor. I gave them an A+, because they got rid of Hayward's awful contract, uh, great young pieces in the draft, and in my notes here, I just have written down Danny Age, everyone. So, there's that. Uh, next up is the Nets. Uh, for losses, I just wrote down bubble guys. It was so many. It was like Jamal Crawford. Just a bunch of not high. The biggest one was Garrett Temple. Let's just say that. There was a bunch of guys that they signed for the bubble because they were hurt. They just didn't feel like going. They got COVID, all of that stuff. They were the team with the COVID outbreak. So obviously they signed all those guys to one-year deals, which expired, and now they're gone. Uh, but they gained Lancer Shaman, which is a very, very nice gain for them. Uh, I gave them a B-. minus. I said Lancer Shaman is nice, but they need that star five. Uh, DeAndre, over tw- rotation of DeAndre Jordan and Nicholas Claxton is not going to win them much in the rebounding game i do think they'll be a top four team in the east if i'd have to go top four if everyone's healthy nobody has a clue how katie's gonna come back i think he's gonna come back if we're going 2k ratings around the 92 93 area i think he's definitely gonna lose a step but uh i definitely think it's gonna go bucks celtics I want to say Raptors, but they lost uh, a lot in their big man game. I'll I'll go I'll go Nets, Sixers, and then Raptors. But three through five can interchange any possible way. Uh, I I I really think that the Nets took a step up from what they were supposed to be last year. They're gonna meet this expectations that everyone had for them, and they already have a winning culture there. I mean, they did only go 35 and 37, but everyone, almost everyone was hurt at one point in the year. So, next up is the Charlotte Hornets. They lost Nick Batum, Willie Hernan Gomez, and a... No, I think that's a gain. Uh, I have a top 55 protected pick, but uh, they gained LaMelo Ball... Vernon Carey Jr. and Gordon Hayward's and his awful contract, which, if I remember correctly, it was like four years, 160 to 180. No, 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 that wasn't it. That wasn't it. It was in the 35 to 40 mil per year range. And for a guy, like, if it was 2016, 2017, and you gave Gordon Hayward that type of contract, we're like, okay, maybe a little bit overpaid because that's like LeBron, James Harden, you know, like that that echelon of players. That's the type of contract they should be getting. But Gordon Hayward, he was right below that back then. We're like, okay, we, we can see it. He might be a franchise, that franchise star for a low-end playoff team, which is what the Jazz would have been in today's era in the West. Um, but right now, for a rebuilding team to give that type of guy that type of contract, 
is just out of out of this world. But LaMelo Ball, I if they can fix his shot IQ, he will be an amazing player. He will be amazing. He will be a taller Trey Young. But for a 6-7 guy, you want him to play defense. He's that lanky. You might as well, you know, get some steals. He doesn't do that. Vernon Carey Jr., I had him going 30th, and I think he's going to be a very quality big man for them. Uh, I gave them a B. Uh, I, I really think that getting Lamella Ball and Vernon Carey kind of makes up for the Gordon Hayward contract. The Bulls. The Bulls lost Jim Boylan and Chris Dunn, uh, and they gained Billy Donovan, a potential a coach of the year nominee patrick williams and noah vonley uh i gave them a c plus i think billy is going to be a star uh big upgrade over jim boylan but the patrick williams draft pick unless they saw something that nobody else saw uh extremely questionable i don't know if that was billy donovan trying to be that wow like this is my team type of pick or what it was, but Noah Vonley, I'm, he's he's all right. I gave them a C plus. Next up, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. I lost Alfonso McKinney, Jordan Bell, and a second rounder, and they gained Javale McGee and Isaac Okoro. I gave them a C. Uh, I really think they're trying to build from the one to the two to the three to the four to the five. Because they drafted Colin Sexton, then Darius Garland. They're trying to build a somewhat of a Trailblazers-esque lineup. The small backcourt, that defensive small forward, and then they're going to go for that start big. Which right now is Kevin Love and JaVale McGee. Uh, I gave them a grade of C because they just need more. They need more. The Mavs. Dallas Mavericks. Right now, I have Luka Doncic as my MVP pick. I think that he's going to... Voter fraud. Not not voter fraud. My bad. Voter fatigue is going to get to Giannis. He's not winning it three years in a row. Unless he puts up some absurd numbers. Uh, I have Luka just because... I mean, they were... They were almost out of the playoffs. Seven. You take Luka off of that team, they're dropping down below the Spurs easily. Easily. That's a 10-game ten game drop. And, I mean, yeah, if you lose your star player, you, you're going to drop 10 games. But they might, they might have dropped 20 games without Luka. That's how much of an impact he has on that team. And they only got better. But they lost J.J. Barea. Very classy move by Mark Cuban and them to give him that one final contract. I thought that was, that was, good guy Mark, good good guy Shark. Uh, they lost Seth Curry, uh, Delon Wright, Michael Kid Kid Gilchrist, uh, Seth Curry and Delon Wright very underrated. Uh, I think Seth Curry is the more accurate shooter out of, out of the uh. Out of the spe- spl- biological Splash Brothers. Uh, but Steph obviously has the star factor and more range. I do think 
Steph is the better shooter, but I think Seth, you know, 46 career, I think it's 46% career three-point percentage. 44, 46, somewhere in around there. And DeLon Wright, just very, he was nice. But th what they gained was so, it, it kind of offset what they lost. Tyler Bay, Josh Green, Josh Richardson, and Tyrell Terry. Uh, I gave them a B not B minus. Uh, I have written down here nice young and defensive pieces, but they lost a lot for them. Uh, their their one weakness during the season was their defense, and they addressed that and singly and like singled that out as a potential need. So now you've got a starting lineup of we'll we'll put Luke at the one. Uh. Well, well, you can switch out Josh Richardson, Josh Green, Tyrell Terry. Uh, right now, we're just going to put, I'm going to put Josh Green. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. can play the three. Uh, we'll go, we'll go Tyler Bay and then Kristaps Porzingis as the center. Or they can play Kristaps and Dwight Powell, which isn't, that's good. And you still got good pieces off the bench. That'll be an amazing eight-man rotation, seven-eight-man rotation right there. Nuggets. They lost Mason Plumley, Noah Vonley, and Jeremy Grant. Very, very three, very good front court pieces, and they gained R.J. Hampton, Zeke Nanaji, and Jamichael Green. Uh, C minus, and I have written down here two draft picks can't fix the front court depth that they lost now if in a real setting if they were able to start their monster lineup from the bubble where Jokic was running the point guard and was possibly the smallest person out there for the nuggets if they could actually run that in game but have jamal murray as the one that would be like wow but they lost jeremy grant so they can't there's no way they can do that because he was athletic enough of a big to run the two and guard point guards. And Mason Plumley is really a big piece of what they were able to do. I I think people are underrating that loss cuz he was able to do the things that Jokic wasn't able to do, which isn't a whole lot, but it really makes up. Uh the Detroit. This is one that I really am excited to talk about. Uh, they lost Christian Wood, Luke Kennard, and a ton of depth, like ton of back end, not even like rotational guys. They gained Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, Killian Hayes, Jaleel Okafor, Mason Plumley, Isaiah Stewart. No, I think Isaiah Stewart's in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. I think, hold on. All right, well, we'll... I'll just talk about it. Uh, they also got Delon Wright. Uh, for them, I had a B minus. I uh, I don't like how many bigs they got. They're starting to remind me of the Knicks too much. And yeah, they have Isaiah Stewart. Um, like I said, B minus. Uh, I need. I <laughs> I kind of wrote down. I wrote down, I need to see four centers and three point guards on the court at the same time and work for this to be good offseason. Because you think about it, 
Sadiq Bey, who just hit a buzzer beater, uh, didn't win in the game, but it was still good. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Jaleel Okafor, Mason Plumley, Isaiah Stewart, and then you have DeLon Wright, Killian Hayes, Derek Rose. You still have to fill out another two spots. Now, I might be overrating Mason Plumley. I might be overrating Jeremy Grant, Jaleel Okafor, DeLon Wright. But still, that's too much talent at the 1, 4, and 5 to just ignore the 2 and 3. Like, you can't play those guys all at the same time. That's why I gave, I, I gave them a B- minus because I still brought in really nice pieces. But if it wasn't for the... They went for quantity over quality. Which is still okay, I guess. That's why they got the B-. minus. If it wasn't for that type of mentality that I have... It would definitely be a C, maybe C minus. Golden State. All they lost really was picks and Kai Bowman. That's all they lost. And they gained Ubre, a healthy Curry, James Wiseman, Nico Mannion, who's gonna step in nice for Clay Thompson. I gave them an A+, and I said they did what they needed to do. They still have, I think they still have their first-round pick for this coming year, which could be valuable, could not be. Depends on how their lineup of Curry, I'm going to say either Nico Mannion or Andrew Wiggins, and then either Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, and then Draymond and James Wiseman play. That's going to be nice. That's really going to be nice. If they can figure out what they're going to do defensively uh, in the backcourt, that's going to be nice. Houston. They lost Russell Westbrook, Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, and Robert Covington, but they gained so much in return. John Wall, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian and Christian Wood, and a bunch of other good, nice, young pieces. I gave them a B-, minus, uh, just because it still looks like Harden's going to be gone, and there goes the identity of the team. Uh, but they made the best of a bad situation, reuniting John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I, I, I want to talk about this trade right now, the Russell Westbrook-John Wall trade. At first, I thought... That the Rockets got absolutely finessed. But. If John Wall can stay healthy. I personally think that John Wall. Fits that offense a lot better. Than Russell Westbrook ever could or would. Uh, I think that they're pretty much around the same talent. And Houston also got a first round pick. To take on the John Wall contract. And his injury history. Uh, as long as John Wall doesn't come around any flights of stairs, um, you know, he looked good. He looked good in the first preseason game. He looked good out there. DeMarcus Cousins looked good. If they can stay healthy, they will be almost packed to where they were last year. And they have bigs this year. They don't have to play Harden at the five. Harden is back to being almost the focal point of the offense. And he has pieces around. He has a big who can stretch the floor. Christian Wood, who can take over at times. Um, it, it, it's, it's looking like a lot 
more of a well-rounded team rather than... Okay, we'll just chuck threes 50 times a game. Um, yeah, I, I think that they... B minus, but that's just because of how much they lost. I I sincerely think that it was a higher. I might give them a B, but it's a very high B minus. Uh, Pacers. This one was more of a boring one to grade. Uh, they didn't have any notable losses or gains, and I just gave them an F, just because they didn't make. They're that they're the biggest pretender out there and making no major moves is basically saying we're going to stick with being a pretender which is not good they either need for me either need to say we're developing we're rebuilding we're tanking or we're contending those are the only four like beneficial and rebuilding and tanking are pretty much one of the same but they're kind of different um, being a pretender is not one of those four and that is just bad because you think you're contending you can't make that many moves because your money's all tied up you're not going anywhere other than the first round of the playoffs just to get wiped the floor with and you know you're not getting good picks and they haven't drafted all that well I think the last good draft pick that they had was Paul George, I could be wrong there, but that's what I'm thinking. I can't think of anyone that they drafted that really turned out to be that wow guy. I I can't think. Kawhi Leonard is also another one, but either way. Clippers. Clippers lost a lot. Montrezl Harrell, Landry, well, not a lot, but Montrezl Harrell, Landry Shamit, Jermichael Green. They gained Nick Batum, Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, and D- Daniel Oturu. And I gave, I gave him a D+. Plus. Uh, I might be a little bit overreacting to Paul George's bubble and him getting five years, 226. That's the most money I think I've ever seen. Like the biggest contract money-wise for a player. And someone who just had that type of bubble... You need to show me that you deserve that type of money. Because he's going to be getting 35 to 40 mil when he's 36. If he played like that in his prime, imagine what he's going to be like when he's 36. Other, if, they, if that contract was taken out of perspective, they get a B-. minus, Maybe C+. Plus, just because Mon- they let Montrezl Harrell go to the Lakers. Landry Shame, it's gone. But Ibaka's nice. Daniel Oturu, I have to see. Luke Kennard, you know, that might it might be too much uh crispy flakes for me. Uh if you know, you know. But uh Luke Kennard is kinda not, is pretty okay. And Nick Batum, if you take his contract aside from Charlotte, he was actually not too bad. He was overpaid, but he wasn't bad. He deserved a little bit over the vetman. Uh, Lakers, my biggest winner of the offseason by far. They lost Avery Bradley, who didn't play in the bubble, JaVale McGee, Rondo, Dwight, Danny Green, basically all of their veteran presence except for LeBron. I think the only one 
Oh, they also lost JR and Dion Waiters. The only one that I think is left, LeBron, AD. Oh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, oh, I can't think. I can't think. But they, they gained Marcus Saul, Montrez, Wesley Matthews, Alfonso McKinney, Dennis Schroeder. I think that, yes, they did lose a lot of veteran presence, but they got a lot of it back and more. Uh, I gave them an A+. I said that they won the offseason. They replaced vets with better players. Uh, they might take a step back, but that's just because it's going to be kind of hard to replace what they did. I mean, LeBron's, what, 37, 38, going into year 18. They were 52 and 19. It's going to be kind of hard to replicate that. 732 winning percentage. Um, but... They're going in without basically two... They lost two guys that didn't play in the bubble. And they're getting Marcus Gasol. Montrez Harrell. I think he won sixth man of the year. I could be mixing up my timelines a little bit. But I think he won at one point. I know he won at one point. I forget if it was this year or last year. I think it was this year. Uh, Wesley Matthews, who's underrated in my opinion. Alfonso McKinney, which is a nice back-end rotational guy. And Dennis Schroeder. So if they can figure out what Kyle Kuzma's role is, they could very easily go back-to-back. Next up is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, They didn't lose any notable pieces, and they gained Desmond Bain, Mara Hazonia, Xavier Tillman Jr. Uh, I gave them a B plus. uh, My notes, good, two good young pieces. They didn't lose anything big. Um... I think John Morant's going to take a big step forward. I don't think he'll be an all-star. I think he'll be right below. He'll be one of those guys that people say, oh, he should have been in the all-star game. But in reality, there's too many good guards in the West for someone like him to make it. I think he'll be I think he'll be the next Mike Conley. He, I think he'll make a few all-star games, but it's not going to be that many. Um I think I generally think that they could be a playoff team this year, um, if they get their, if they get everyone healthy back together, you know, playing good basketball, playing good team basketball is what they need to do. Um, like I said, I gave them a B plus. Heat, they lost Jay Crowder and Derek Jones, two very replaceable pieces. And they did that. They gained Precious Achewua and Avery Bradley. I gave them a B, and I just said they pretty much replaced pieces. Uh, they definitely have the potential to do exactly what they just did about two months ago. They actually have potential to get better. I think Avery Bradley is a little bit underrated of a guy. Uh, he's a little bit worse of a shooter than Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, but he plays a lot better defense. Uh, which could be very good for subbing in and out in crunch time. Sub Avery Bradley in for defense, and if you can't sub him out for offense, that's all right. Um, they, and they still can trade for James Harden. 
because I think they're still one of the front runners. I think it's them and the 76ers that have a chance. Uh, moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks. They they had a great offseason. I'll be honest, they had an amazing offseason. They didn't get Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan, 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 however your accent leaves it to be. Uh, they lost Eric Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, and Robin Lopez. Three very uh, key pieces for them. They also lost George Hill, another key piece, Kyle Quiver, and Urson Ilyasova. They gained DJ Augustine, very good. I'll say backup point guard. Brent Forbes, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. You know, you got to have that enforcer. Uh, I gave them an A-, minus. might be more of a B+. Plus. Uh, they had a good offseason, but trust in Giannis resigning is pretty much gone for them. Um, it was, you know, it's kind of rough. Like, they had a good offseason, but the fact that Giannis still doesn't want to stay or that they lost hope is, uh, it's not good. The Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves, one of my favorite teams. Uh, they lost back-end depth, possibly Malik Beasley for this season, depending on how his criminal things go. But they gained Ricky Rubio back, which watching Rubio on the Timberwolves was fun. Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Uh, just a fun name to say, and I wanted to say it. I gave them an A. Uh, Rubio's back, and Edwards needs to develop. Uh, he thinks that he's done everything, which is a little bit concerning, considering that he's only a rookie, and he wasn't the clear, concise number one pick which shows that he d- hasn't done everything. But he's talented. As long as the NFL teams don't offer him a contract, he'll be fine. Because the NFL needs to stop stealing athletes away from other sports. Ahem, Kyler Murray. Ahem, Russell Wilson. Ahem, Tom Brady. Ahem, Patrick Mahomes. Ahem, Jameis Winston. Ahem, almost any other QB. Anyways, um, I would have just loved to see Kyler Murray play baseball for the athletics. He could have done it too. Why can't we have dual dual athletes anymore? I get that Kyler Murray's short, but the man can ball. Why not let the man ball? Why did he have to choose one sport or the other? Why couldn't he just play both? He would have been a dog at both. And... It's not like he got signed to two teams completely across the country. It's Arizona and Oakland. That's like a... I don't know what the travel time is, but that's like a maybe a two, three-hour drive. Maybe a half-hour flight. Half-hour to an hour flight. You just get to... He has the money to buy two homes. You can do that. You can have your summer home, your winter home, football home, baseball home. You're not getting, you don't stop. But that's also kind of nice. Like, you never have to stop working out. You're always with the team. You know, you're never on your own. I always like being around a team. I'm sorry. I, I Sorry for the Kyler Murray rant, but I would have loved to see that man play baseball professionally. Uh, we got the Pelicans. 
next. Uh, they lost Drew Holiday, Derek Favors, Jaleel Okafor, and some depth. But they gained a lot. Uh, they gained Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, Willie Hernan Gomez, Kira Lewis Jr. I gave them a B plus, probably more of an A minus. But they have the strongest front court in the league in Zion and Steven Adams. The screens from that are going to be absolutely horrendous. Uh, I would hate to be playing them on a nightly basis. Uh, but they lost a lot and they gained a lot. So I think they, I think in what they lost, they opened up their younger players. They say and they said, "Hey, here you go. Here's your chance to uh, get some playing time." They got some new pieces coming in. Steven Adams is obviously he's going to start over Jackson Hayes, in my opinion. But, you know, that opened the door. He said, hey, we're going to have this guy come in. You can earn that spot that's being left by Derek Favors if you really want it. They're saying to Lonzo, they're saying to Kira Lewis Jr. They're saying, hey, Drew Holiday's out. But we brought in Eric Bledsoe. So, y'all got to dog it out. Y'all got to fight for those two spots. And I do seriously think that they could start Kira Lewis Jr. along with Lonzo Ball. You know, just because of Lonzo Ball's height and defensive uh, prowess, I'll say. The Knicks. The Knicks kind of had a sneaky good offseason. They lost depth and Bobby Portis, mostly big man depth, which they had too much of. And they gained a lot of it back. Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Scalabissier, Nerlens Noel, Emmanuel Quickly, who was a 25th overall pick, Austin Rivers, and Obi Toppin. I said sneaky good, but too many bigs yet again. They have a habit of doing that, and I don't know why. James Dolan, Phil, is Phil Jackson still there? I, I think I heard that he got fired, but I don't know uh, who replaced him if he did get fired. Scott Perry. Isn't that my senator? Scott Perry. Yeah, he he graduated from Northern. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, Scott Perry. Congressman Scott Perry. Yep. Huh, that's weird. You look up the next GM and you get a politician over him. That kind of shows you how much he's known around the league. Um, yeah, just too many bigs to give them. Uh, I mean, if they had too much guard depth and they got this, I would say, okay, good job, good job, good job. Uh, the Thunder. This is one that I am very excited to talk about. They lost their roster, but they got picks. Um I'm going to give it a D minus just because they're going to be playing G League players as they're rotating. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, I was told by my editor to put that in. Um, what they really lost was a lot of their big pieces. Uh, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Gallinari, Steven Adams, Nolan's Noel, Terrence Ferguson. Andre Roberson isn't re-signed yet. And uh, they gained George Hill, Al Horford, Theo Maladon, who I think is going to be a good player. Alexev Pokushevsky, who I think is going to be a little bit worse, but a 
Chris Stops Porzingis type player. And I have written down here the type of picks that they actually got. Four protected first-round picks and five seconds. I gave them a D plus. I'm just... I mean, the teams that they got it from, all their picks, the Clippers, Rockets. I mean, the Rockets are probably going to be their best bet for the terms of most... The highest draft pick that they're going to get. But I maybe the Warriors. Maybe... But uh, is is trading your roster worth that many picks? Like let, let, let's take let's take a look into Sam Presti's mind here. Um, the only thing that they didn't lose was Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is my pick for most improved player. Uh, if you didn't already know that that was my pick, uh, go over and check out the TikTok at the Clutch Three. Uh, uh, put probably put it in the bio of the podcast later today but i've been pretty active over there lately along with the instagram shout it out at the end but um i I think that sga has this big i mean you look at the talent that they lost they lost paul schroeder gallinari adams terrence ferguson all guys that are taking the ball and now it's all his it's all his i mean the second option is al horford Going from Chris Paul to Al Horford. That's a pretty significant draw. I'm nothing against Al Horford, but Chris Paul is still Chris Paul. Now, there's always the chance of... The Thunder have historically drafted well. Before that, they were the Thunder, they drafted Kevin Durant. They got Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steven Adams, Serge a blocka. Um, they drafted well, but that doesn't mean like they were all within the lottery. I'm pretty sure. These picks are not going to be lottery. They're going to have to go and they're going to have to find a guy that they think that they can build. So I don't know if trading away Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams. Terrence Ferguson, he was a nice young piece. Chris Paul, I think that they were going, they were smart moving from Chris Paul, but I mean the only ones I could have seen that really necessarily needed to go were Paul and Gallinari. I I really think that they they should have kept Schroeder and Adams. And if I haven't seen Roberson since he came back from injury, but if he lost a step, then I can see why they didn't resign him. But he was still good defensively. I mean, he couldn't knock down a shot to save his life, but he was good defensively. But if Sam Presti can make those draft picks work, this is the biggest fleece of all time. Getting rid of big contracts, getting those young pieces that worked out. But if if every single one of these guys are either just role players or bust. Sam Presti does not deserve another job. This is Sam Presti's, like, biggest... He doesn't need to risk it like this. He he does not. But why, if he did it just to have some fun, I feel bad for Thunder fans. I really do. I feel bad. Um. Yeah, that's... This is just the biggest risk it for the biscuit I've seen in a while. 
uh, other than, you know, Astros garbage cans. Uh, Magic. They lost DJ Augustin. Augustine. August, Augustine. DJ Augustine. We'll go Augustine. I don't know. They gained Cole Anthony. Uh, I gave them a B minus. I said if Anthony develops, and they are a top ten, not top team in the East, definitely top seven. Uh, and if John Isaac comes back healthy, they will definitely be a top team in the East for years to come. But if Cole Anthony turns out to be what people thought Cole Anthony could be, which is a huge bust, then this is horrible. This is horrible. Uh, Sixers. They lost Al Horford. Lost Josh Richardson. Uh, G League, Kevin Durant. Uh, Mariel Shayok. Uh, if you watch the first summer league game, I think it was. He was moving exactly like Kevin Durant. Like, pull-ups, the way he drove to the basket. It was kind of scary how much, like, he had the same, like, uh, what are those things called? Not tights. Um, like the same same accessories that Kevin Durant wears. Like the thing over his knee. Uh it was it was scary. It was scary. They they're both lanky too. Like it was it was weird. Anyways, uh they gained Seth Curry, Terrence Ferguson, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Tyrese Maxey. I gave them an A. Uh, they got rid of Al Horford's contract. This might even be an A+. They got rid of Al Horford's contract. I think they got better in the process. Uh, they did have to give up a pick, but... Um, they did lose a G League KD, so that's why they're only an A. But, no. But they... Another thing that they... They're, the biggest weakness in the entire league was probably the Sixers' spacing. They brought in... A 46% career three-point shooter. Danny Green, one of the most renowned shooters in playoff, in the playoff history. Terrence Ferguson, who can... He's not the best shooter, but he can knock it down at times. Super athletic, though. And Tyrese Maxey, who is very, very... He can also space the floor. And also run the one. So, also bring in Dwight Howard. I don't... I want to talk about Dwight Howard for a second. I don't know what outlet it was. I think it was ESPN put the projected lineup as, if I can remember this, I'm going to pull it up here while I keep talking. Uh, but I think they very much addressed uh, their needs and, uh, you know it was good. I couldn't. I couldn't find it, but uh, they had the lineup as I think they had Shake Milton as the one, Danny Green as the two, Tobias. No, 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 no. They had Ben Simmons at the one, Shake Milton at the two, Tobias Harris as the three, Dwight Howard as the four, and Joel Embiid as the five. Now, if that sounds like a nightmare to you, you're not wrong. 
That's because that the spacing on that team is even worse than it was last year. You have Dwight Howard running as the four. This isn't the 70s. You can't do that. You can't have someone who you celebrate when he makes a jump shot as your four. You need that to be a three on the bigger side of this of the spectrum. And uh if they don't do that then they're in a very good spot like I said I think they have the, I have them as the 3 seed going into the into the season. Um but yeah. Uh we're going to stop it there because I have an hour recording for each segment and we're almost at 50 minutes. So I'm going to stop here for this and go over on to the next segment. Just got done with the Sixers. We're going to move on to the Phoenix Suns here. Uh, they lost Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, Kaminsky Kelly Oubre, and Ricky Rubio. And uh, they gained CP3, Jalen Smith, and Jay Crowder. I gave them a C-. They lost a lot of front court depth here. And Ricky Rubio. They replaced Ricky Rubio with a better Ricky Rubio in CP3. Jalen Smith was a very questionable pick. Uh, they could have gone with a better three or a four. I personally believe that Cameron Johnson can be an above average role player. Uh, but backup center was not one of their biggest needs. But they look like a playoff team. That's why they only got a C minus. And they got Chris Paul. So. The Blazers, they lost Whiteside, Trevor Reza, and Mario Hazonia. They gained Robert Covington and Inez Cantor. I gave them a B. Uh, losing Whiteside was a big hit for me. Uh, but the Roque trade really benefited them a lot. And Hazonia, he was only a backup shooting guard. And, uh, you know, it offers a spot for one of their young guys to come in and produce. Uh, speaking of Hassan Whiteside, the Sacramento Kings lost Kent Bazemore, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Harry Giles, but they gained Tyrese Halliburton, Hassan Whiteside, and Robert Woodard. I gave them an A minus just because I think they'll be a bottom end team in the Western Conference. I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs, but it isn't that big. Uh, we we knew that Bogdan was out. But uh, they got three huge pickups. Tyrese Halliburton was a steal in the draft. Should not have dropped all the way to 12th. Um, he's going to be nice next to De'Aaron Fox. Hassan Whiteside is going to be a big help down low in the post. And Robert Woodard, I mean, he has the potential to be a nice, nice three for them. So very nice offseason from the Kings. Not what you usually get, but... Luka Doncic. All right, here we go. Spurs. Um, They lost Brent Forbes, but they got Trey Jones and Devin Vassell. I gave them a C-. Uh, They still have too many young guards. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Trey Jones. Just to name a few. They still have DeMar DeRozan. He's not that young, but still. Uh. They're the only team in the West that you can't really make an argument to make the playoffs. Like, even the the Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Malik Beasley played very well in this last stretch of the season. And Anthony Edwards could come in and make a big big impact. 
man, uh, the Kings, you know, they could get carried by De'Aaron Fox. Hassan Whiteside's defense, Tyrese Halliburton could break out. Robert Woodard, Woodard could be a nice piece. Buddy Heald could actually be utilized, right? Like, every team you can make an argument for, except this, the Spurs' only one is DeMar DeRozan becomes an MVP and Pop just goes absolute Pop mode. Uh, but they're still trying to contend, which makes them even worse than the paper, Pacers in spot of they think that they're contending, but they're really not. The Raptors... Oh, I gave the Spurs a C minus. The Raptors, they lost Serge Ibaka, Mark and Marcus Gasol. They gained Aaron Baines and Malachi Flynn, the 29th pick in the draft. I gave them a C minus as well. They need to keep their talent from moving to LA. Uh Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol. I feel like there's another one, but I can't remember. Uh Flynn needs to develop to make it a salvageable offseason. Uh, I think they'll still be contending in the East, but they definitely lost a lot this offseason. Not a lot, but a big part of what their 2019 run was. The Jazz, they lost their backup bigs, Tony Bradley and Ed Davis, along with some other pieces. They gained Yuko Yudoka, Azubike, and Derek Favors. Uh, Derek Favors is back in town, which is a big plus. Uh but Yudoke Azubuike, uh, just like Rudy Gobert, can't stretch the floor. Uh, and a backup big, you almost want them to be able to do kind of the opposite of what you're starting. I can use that way. You have that flexibility. But bigs can go in against the Jazz knowing that they don't have to contest jump shots. I went back, tried to look at his college stats. Uh, didn't make a three. So, that's where I'm getting this from. Uh, yeah, so I gave them a B. But they, the big part of their offseason was re-signing Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, the Wizards. They lost John Wall and young back-end bench pieces like Admiral Schofield and Gary Payton II. Oh, I know there's more. But I can't think of them off the top of my head. But they gained Denny Advia, Russell Westbrook, Cash Cassius Winston, who uh, I watched him during March Madness 2019 and the beginning of the 2019-2020 season, I think it is. The one that got canceled halfway through due to COVID. Uh, he was putting Michigan State on his back. And for them to get him with the fifty third pick, um, you watch this guy carry Michigan State. He was he was a dog. I don't use that phrase a whole lot, but he was a dog. Man was lethal at six one. I know he's small, but he's a taller version of Isaiah Thomas in my eyes. Uh so I gave them an A. Uh, Den Denny Advia. He was a steal in the draft, obviously. Um, you know, like the Wizards won their side of the trade. They got Russell Westbrook instead of an injury-prone John Wall. They did lose out on a first-round pick, but I feel like that health is worth it. 
So the biggest winners uh, from the offseason, I have the biggest winner as the LA Lakers. Uh, they ha- They put themselves in a very good spot to repeat. Uh, the Wizards, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Warriors are my top five winners. The losers are the Spurs, the Clippers for letting some of their talent go to the Lakers, the Thunder for basically losing their entire roster except for SGA and Lou Gwentz Dort, uh, Al Horford for going from a contending team to... A uh, team who's going for picks. Uh, Shea Gilchis Alexander, who went from being on a surprising team to probably one of the worst teams. And the Pacers for staying stuck in the middle ground. Uh, maybe once the preseason's over, I get some stats to look at, get some film to watch. Uh, I might put together my standings predictions. For the NBA, um, I gave you my award predictions, my early all-star ballots even. But other than that, that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, I'm going to just plug the socials before we go. Uh, I made a TikTok for the podcast. It's mostly for fantasy football right now in the playoffs. Uh, kind of flexing my team a little bit. It's causing a bit of a stir. Uh, that's at the underscore clutch underscore three in written out letters. So T H R E E, and the Instagram is at the underscore clutch underscore three, as in the number three. So it's a little bit confusing, but there was another Instagram that had the clutch three written out, so we had to go with the regular three. But you know trying to make it work, trying to interact with you guys more, the viewers, trying to, you know, get my reach out there, trying to get that following, just trying to make myself feel better, not feel better, but, you know, make it seem like I'm not doing this for only two or three people, trying to reach a broader audience, I should say. So with that said, uh, I'll put those in the bio, not in the bio, but in the description for this episode. Go check them out. Uh, you'll see the how, you'll see like uh right now I posted the evolution of my fantasy football team in the money league, and um, yeah that's it. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit of rambling, but it was productive rambling. And that's what podcasts are, if we're being honest with ourselves. So I'm Josh. Nice talking to you today, and uh, hope you have a good week. See you.